everybody bow your heads and let's pray. Dear God, thank you for this night, and please let Dan give us an understanding of your word, and please let us get home safe tonight. In your name I pray, amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. I appreciate that. Appreciate that prayer. Man, we want an understanding of God and his word. Uh, we so need him on that. You know, they, they just, y'all just sing, sing a song, um, and uh, it is right here. Oh, here it is, right here. It, y'all just sang, sang this. It said, Oh, death, where's your sting? Oh, hell, where is your victory? Oh, church, come stand in the light. The glory of God has defeated the night. Hey, do y'all know where part of that is found in script, 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 Scripture? You know, I, I didn't know off the top of my head, but thanks to my, my phone, I, it hit. I, I, I put the, the verse in, and, and this is what it, it came up with. First Corinthians 15, it says this in verse 55, where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And I love it. I, it you know, what I love, y'all, y'all, can I tell you as a group, I mean, y'all sing be- beautifully that song. And there's nothing, there's, it's such a sweet sound when, when, because you are, you understand, we're, this is sort of a church type service. You're the body of Christ here. And um, if you got your faith in Christ. And um, there's nothing better when the body of Christ, I think, speaks or sings scripture out to God. And it's sort of, that's what it is. But I thought about see you at the pole and what it's about. And, and this is what, what you're saying. And, oh, death, where's your sting? Oh, hell, where is your victory? Oh, church, come stand in the light. And one thing about see you at the pole is this. It's a chance for you, church, to stand in the light, to stand up, stand out. And you will go there. And very sad thing, sort of sad, it's I, 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 ironic is that you'll go to the flagpole. might be your first time, and a kid will go, man, I had no idea that you were a believer. And you might say to them, I had no clue you were a believer. And you know what? There's something, it's good you recognize each other. It's good you make a stand. But it should make you think a second, man, am I being the light I'm called to be where, where I'm at? So um, just see you at the poll. That verse just threw me off on whatever my plan was to start off speaking about. So I'm back here. See you at the poll. I'm going to talk a little bit about it. And there's some video stuff I'm wanting to show because we're really going to talk about prayer tonight because that's what see you at the poll. It's about making a stand. But the biggest thing it is really about is prayer. And I'm going to explain myself. We think we're really good at prayer. And I'm not talking about when you're standing out in front of a crowd and you're speaking, your prayer sounds so good because everybody's prayer is the same. Do you understand that? Some of you may go, man, they can really pray. If you're speaking to God, every prayer is the same. It is, it is not, it, I don't know why God takes the time to even hear any of us, but he does. He, he, he chooses to hear us because he loves us. And we can't loft up our prayers or sound so good. Think. Thankfully for me, I don't have to be so fluent when I pray because I'd be toast. You know what I'm saying? Right? Okay. Okay. No. So um, we think prayer is is what we, we, I'm not really good at praying out loud in public. There's many adults I even speak nowadays that are heavy involved in our church. When you go, hey, can, can you pray? And they're like, no, thanks. Just petrified. And and I'll, I'll tell you this. If you're praying in a group and, and and someone says to you, that was an awful prayer, 
you're allowed to slap them. You know that's the one time you're allowed to, you know, no one should say to you if you pray in public, that, that's just not a really good prayer, unless you've, you've like cussed, okay? And then someone may need to pull you aside and have a little talk. But, you know, so um, you, you, we can't, you know, prayer is, is something we think sometimes we're good at. Man, I prayed, you know, I prayed, I pray all the time. But the question is, do we really? The verse for see what the fold this year is found in Acts, and I think we've got it for the screen. If you can just pull it up, throw it on the screen. Uh, starting in verse 10, this is right after G- 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 Jesus has r- risen up to heaven, okay? He's, he's, he's told him, I'm going to send you help, but I'm going up to heaven to be with the Father. And he goes up, and the next verse says this, And while they were gazing into the heaven as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white, white robes and said, Men of Gal- Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This G- Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven... Uh, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. He's saying one day he's going to come back the same way as you just saw him go. One day. He's not c- come back yet. We're waiting for that day. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day journey away. And when they had entered, they went up to the upper room where they were staying. Peter and John and James and Andrew and Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas the son of James. How, how many w- w- was that? Eleven. Who's missing? Why was he not there? He, he, he killed himself. He, he betrayed Christ, and then he kill, killed himself when he it clicked what he'd done. In verse 14, it says this. So all the disciples that are alive were there, and they said this. All these, with one accord, were devoting themselves to prayer together with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. Just hear this line. With one accord, we're devoting themselves to prayer. Question for you. Have you ever devoted yourself to prayer? You go, hmm, well, what does that mean? Well, yeah, I've I've got prayer requests, and I've hit it. And I've talked with you through the years, and, and this is this may not be you, but it may may be you. And I've gone, hey, have you spent time with God this week? And they go, yeah, yes, yeah, I've spent time about three times or four times this week. And I just go, well, what'd you read? And they go, well, I, I didn't really read anything. I just sort of, I, I, I was praying. You know, I prayed to him. I'm, 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 you know, a couple. I, so I'll go, well, what'd you pray about? Well, you know, just about stuff. And you know, I, I didn't study for my test, so that maybe I'd do better on it. And uh, I was praying. You know, and so they just talk about it, and they act like, man, my my prayer prayer life is good, but my time in in reading the word, ah, it's not that great. I need to work on it. And the truth is, man, most of us, including me, in our prayer life is is sort of just a wreck. It's it's man, I just don't have time, right? Do you ever feel that, man? I just don't have time. I'm busy. I'm so busy. But then we think, what is prayer all about it's about talking to god and listening to god especially when we read his word along with our with our our prayer so it's it's very very important that even when the disciples didn't know what to do jesus had just left they're a little bit lost what they do they all came together devoted themselves to prayer and my hope for you after tonight and what i share is that you go you know what there's some things in my life or things outside of my life because I think most of the time we need to be praying outside of our life and not inside of our life. There's, there's needs around this world that we should be just fighting for because they can't fight for themselves. And we're going to end our night with that. Um, who here seen the, the movie War, War, War Room? 
war room. Anybody seen it? This is a great, Ky- Kylie has, has seen it twice, my, my little girl. She's like, <laughs> she hasn't. I'm kidding. Um, war Room is a great movie. And you might say, well, I don't know if it's a, it's a youth film because the theme is on marriage and stuff. Can I tell you, if you're a youth, it's a fantastic movie for you to see. It is not too old for you. And the things that it will challenge you with are true and strong. I want you to see a clip from this film because before you, we, we turn it on, it's, it's the hot and cold one. Uh, and before you turn it on, um, think to yourself, what's my prayer life, right? If I'm serious, not saying it out loud, but thinking just to myself, what is my prayer life like? And take a look at this clip. I appreciate you coming this morning. Coffee will be ready in a couple of minutes. Oh, sounds good. Mm-hmm. Now, I ran a sales report from the area. Wrote down a suggested asking price for the house. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Now, what did you say your husband did for a living? Um, well, we actually haven't talked about that, but he's a sales rep for Brightwell Pharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. And uh, where did you say you attended church? Well, we occasionally attend Riverdale Community. Mm-hmm. So you would say you know the Lord? Yes, I would say I know the Lord. You think the Lord is okay with this asking price? Mm-hmm. And you have children? Miss Clara, my husband Tony and I have been married for 16 years. We have one daughter, her name is Danielle, and she's 10. She enjoys pop music and ice cream and jumping rope. Oh, well, that, that's good to know. Mm-hmm. Now, you say you attend church occasionally. Is that because your pastor only preaches occasionally? Miss Clara, I really would like to help you sell your house. That's why I'm here. As far as my faith is concerned, I believe in God, just like most people. He's very important to me. Mm-hmm. Well, let me get our coffee. So if I asked you what your prayer life was like, Would you say that it was hot or cold? I don't know that I would say it's hot. I mean, we're like most people. We have full schedules. We work. But I I would consider myself a spiritual person. I'm not hot, but I'm not cold either. Just, you know, somewhere in the middle. Here you go. I've got cream or sugar if you need it. Oh, no, thank you. I like it black. Miss Clara, you like your coffee room temperature? No, baby, mine's hot. Hmm. That lady is funny throughout that whole film, too. Mm-hmm. And, and we went to a theater that was packed out, um, where we were a mi- minority in the theater, I will say that. And it was fun. Man, it was fun. I'm just saying, you need to go see that film. In Revelation chapter 1, it says this, And to the angel of the church in Laodicea, right, the words of the, the amen, the faithful and the true witness, the beginning of God's cre- cre- creation, says this, I know your works. You are neither hot, uh, cold nor hot. Would that you were e- e- 
would that you were either cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. God, God speaking there. I will spit you. And the challenge is just a thought because I was gripped by that when I saw it in the film going, Man, I feel that way. Oh, I'm doing okay. I'm doing like like everybody. Do you really want to be doing as well as everybody else? Because when I look around, I'm like, oh, dear Lord. Everybody's a wreck. I mean, do, do we, is that what we judge ourselves by? I'm doing all right. I'm, I'm just as good as them. And we are so lukewarm and not just our prayer life, but in our faith and in our walk. Well, I'm doing enough, man. I, I, I go to church. I mean, I'm like twice a week, church and youth group. And I, I went to small groups twice in the spring. Dude, I'm doing good. And it's not about you just doing those things. It's you in a relationship with Christ where you're, you're active and you're fighting for it. So my, my question is, what, how well are, are you doing? Uh, especially as we talk about prayer life and, and spending time. And, and I thought this question, this is the last thing I want to, answer for night and then we're going to do something is why why even go to see you at the polls okay why you might have to wake up half an hour early maybe even more than that you might have to catch a ride with someone else that leaves an hour early to get there why is it important for you to go there's a, a video i think it's world world something clip you see it there do that that video there's a two minute video and then we're going to explain why is it so why i think it's imperative for you to go For the last 20 years, Open Doors has been producing the World Watch List, which ranks the top 50 countries where it is most difficult to be a Christian. This well-researched report is compiled by a group of experts, audited by an outside organization specializing in religious freedom, and it is credited as the best and most authoritative report of its kind. Through on-the-ground interviews and data analysis, this list provides an accurate picture of the difficulties persecuted Christians experience around the world. The World Watch List looks at and measures the types of persecution believers experience from the government, community, and even their own families. It also looks into the restrictions Christians face in their private lives and their ability to meet and worship with other Christians. But the list is not just numbers and figures. It represents those who have decided to follow Jesus, no matter what the cost may be. In many countries, believers encounter intimidation, prison, or in some countries, even death. Persecution is a daily reality for millions of believers across the world. In 2014, Christians experienced intense persecution in a number of countries. In North Korea, which is ranked number one for 13 years in a row, it is estimated that 50 to 70,000 Christians are imprisoned for their faith. Iraq moved to number three on the list and has seen a mass exodus of Christians as a result of the Muslim extremist group, the Islamic State. It is estimated that 140,000 Christians have been displaced as a result. Nigeria's rank rose to number 10 for the first time ever. It is estimated that there have been an average of 10 people killed daily by the Islamic extremist group Boko Haram, and most are Christians. We invite you to learn more and pray for the millions of believers around the world where persecution is a reality. What, 
why is it important for you to even just go to see you at the poll? Because there's millions around the world that can't. They can't go anywhere in public and make a stand for Christ. They can't. They will be, um, they will lose their homes. Some are raped and beaten. They are kidnapped. Many are imprisoned for years. And many are killed. So why would something like see you at the pole be important for us to do? Because it's a chance for us to stand up for them. It's a chance for us to pray alongside Christian brothers and sisters around the world that cannot go in a public place on public grounds and speak anything of their faith and let anybody know or they will be killed. Look at this map. There, there it should be next slide, or Sydney. This is a map of what he's talking about. This is if you go to if you look online. I encourage you to do this. Open doors, uh, the persecuted church. If you just search that in Google, world watch list is what this is, and uh, it's it's they, they've got many videos and things that you can learn about the persecuted church around the world. Because can I tell you this? Our news is never going to report the full story. Every now and then they're going to have to report some stuff because. Some of it has leaked out, and, and they will report some of it. They, they will not report the full story. And I want you to see the countries in dark, dark red. Are, um, it's called extreme persecution, extreme, like full extent. You are um, good chance of dying for your faith there. I mean, that, that's what it is. The, the, the gold color is severe persecution. Severe sounds just as bad to me as extreme. I mean, it's bad. The next is moderate, and then the the last is is sparse. But these are the, they've got 50 of them on this list that you can go online and you can learn about each one and know how to pray for them. I just want to share about some of them around the world. What, What do I want you? I want you to go to our flagpoles, and I want you to pray for our country because it needs prayer. I want you to pray for your peers because they need prayer. Pray for your friends. Pray for those that teach and those that lead at your school. Can you pray for those that lead at your church um, as well? Can, can you pray also on that list? Pray for them. Pray for those that are being beaten and killed and families. Think of your home and what that means to, to you. And they're being torn apart. I would say forever, but not forever, but for this life they are. They're being torn apart. Um, and it's happening all the time. We need to be serious about prayer. Tonight, my, my goal is just sometimes sometimes what I want to do in here, and I think I recall doing here, is to point you to what's going on because this is going on around the world. Uh, next slide should say Afghanistan. Is that right? Sydney? Yeah, they're number five on the list. Let me just some, share some things that, that, that they go through. Uh, if Christians are discovered they're subject to discrimination, hostility, and even violence by their family, friends, and community. Uh, there are no public churches in Afghanistan. No public Christian churches in Afghanistan. And Christians in Afghanistan are con- con- considered to be an enemy of the state. The government sees them as being an enemy. Stand up. Man, and, and my hope is this. You, you, you don't wait for Wednesday of next week to stand up. 
for these people, you stand up for them starting today. And when you wake up in, in the morning, before you may even get out of bed, you go, Lord, be with the people. I don't even know who they are or where they are, but I heard him talk about it last night. Lord, be with them. Encourage them. Show yourself to them. Stand up for them. The, the next one, four on the list, is Syria. I don't know, but they've been, if you watch the news, if you hear the news at all, it's been on the news a lot about how refugees are flooding into Europe, and Europe is trying to find some way, and it, it, it's, it's a mess. The scenes you see are, are sad. This is what's going on there. Since, since 2014, the, in June of 2014, the, the end of June, a year ago, most Christians have fled areas controlled by the Islamic State. Christians are kidnapped out of financial, political, and ideological motives. Many Christians have been abducted, physically harmed, and killed. And since 2011, 450,000 Christian Syrians have fled their homes. Think, you get one backpack of stuff in your whole house, and that's what you got 10 minutes to get it, and you're leaving it forever. What are you going to take, and how are you going to do? 450,000, just put it in the scope, that's almost half of the city of Jack, Jacksonville has fled their homes in the past four years. Dude, that, that's a, that is, is sad. <clears throat> and can I tell you, some of these, very few of them, not near enough, have, have kept, are in our, our town and there have been moved as refugees over into Jack, 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 Jacksonville. You actually heard someone speak about nine months ago in this room about what she went through in Iraq, I believe. And num num number three on the list is Iraq. Be in prayer for Iraq. There, um, there's a thing called ISIS. Have y'all he heard of that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's real. It's it's grotesque. Um, Christians were, were were forced in uh, June of 2014 again. It really began harsh treatment. Were forced to con con convert. That means to reject the Christian faith and uh, accept Islam as their faith. Convert, flee, or pay a tax uh, for being a re religious minority in I Iraq. And 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 um, as as you know in the news. Many have been kidnapped and, and killed, or they didn't know what occurred, but many have been killed. Uh, since last year, it says 140 Christians uh, have been forced to flee. There's believed to be thousands of Christians in Iraq. This is a country of 35.7 million, million. At this point, there are thousands left. Uh, an I interesting thing. This is it. Uh, n number two on the list is Somalia. Uh, can I tell you, it's a population of 11 million. There are hundreds of Christians in Somalia. Out of 11 million, there are maybe hundreds, and that's it. A few hundreds, what they believe. Uh, very, um, very sad. In Somalia, Christian lives are targeted by Islamic terrorist groups, clan authorities, and by some governing officials. I was in Ethiopia, uh, which is right by Somalia. I was there um, three years ago, I think, three and a half. And we were near, probably within 75 miles of the Somal S Somali bo border. 
And we'd, we had done our work there, and our, our guy was, was, had done a clinic on a town that was bordered to Som- Somalia. And so he, he wanted to sort of take us out there and go that way. And um, he said there's no missionaries that at that time were in there because it, the conditions were so extreme and so um, threatening there for all. Uh, and so we actually went with them to the border town. We went to this town, and I've never been to a place where I felt um, an oppression like this. It was, it was, it was like God wasn't there. And um, it's rare when I've been on a mission trip where I've sort of just felt scared, like this could go bad. Uh, and it, it, it felt that way. And we we didn't stay there long. He he couldn't find a contact, and there were some threats made. So we actually bugged out of there. We weren't there for five minutes. But um, I thought this is what God 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 would place his life. I cannot grasp what it would be like for that to be my home. I, I can't. So pray for the Somalis, those that are believers, and that 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 God will change the hearts of some that don't know Him. Pray for them. Uh, the attack there is huge. The n- number one on their list is a place called North Korea, and. Uh, this is what's going on there. Anyone discovered engaging in unauthorized religious acti- activity subject to arrest, arbi- arbitrary detention, disappearance, torque, torque, torture, or execution. Those Christians who attempt to return to North Korea from China are, are sentenced to life in prison or death. It's one of the two things. Uh, there are, believe, 70,000 Christians who are in labor camps that are serving years in camps where you work all day, and they're only there because of their faith in Jesus Christ. We are called, can I tell you guys, as, as the body of Christ, we are called to pray for those that are per- persecuted around the world. We are called to stand in their place. That's why I... If you miss, see you at the pole, you're not going to go to hell. You're not. You won't even, you, your walk with God can still be strong. But it's a chance for you to make a stand, not just for you, but for them. And stand in their place. That, to me, is why see you at the pole is so important. Now, see you at the pole is this. One thing, it's, it, and it's I hope you've heard it, because I've been at them before at the school. It, it's a student-led event did you know that adults are actually uh those that teach at school are allowed to pray during the event they're just not supposed to lead it uh they can participate in prayer as the prayer goes around but it's a student-led event so students you've got a chance to make sure this is going on at your school you've got a chance to make sure you're a part of this now we're going to do something a little bit different tonight as we wrap it up and just take about five minutes and adults i need y'all to split up sort of with whatever groups we have, but I don't want you to talk in those groups. Just sort of be with the group. Uh, and this is what we're doing. We're going to split up into five or six groups. And um, I've, I've got, uh, let's do, let's do six, six groups. <clears throat> and try to make sure your group has at least ten in it, okay? I don't care who's in your group. We've, and a group can, like, meet right here. Uh, and then one can be in that room if we need to, or over here in that room, and just sort of spread out. Let's just do five five groups, okay?
And I want you, someone in that group, take the lead, student please, and just sort of read off where you, where you are at. I, I sort of shared some things about them. And then how can you pray for them as a group? And then as a group, let's just take five to ten minutes to pray for these who man, so need our prayers. Um, can I tell you, it's good for us to think outside of ourselves. When I, we've had a, man, I had a bad day. When I read about this, shoot, my day is not near as bad. And I am so blessed, and I need to fight for those who, who, who can't fight for themselves. So I'm going to pray real quick, and then I want you to, let, let, let's, let's do this. There's a fire extinguisher back there. I need a group of about eight to ten of you to go, go back there at least. Uh, go by this doorway right here, go by this table right here, go by uh, Dory right here, and go by the soundboard right there, okay? Once I get finished praying, split up. I may, like, pop and, and say, hey, y'all go right over there. I'm just going to take a little time to pray. And it may be quiet the whole time, and that's okay. If I would love for some of you to pray out loud, but you don't have to pray out loud. No one has to feel like they've got to pray out loud in this time. I just want you to be together as a group, and in quiet prayer or spoke, spoken prayer, Lift up the places that you have. Are, are you with me? Yeah? Okay. Dear God, I thank you for each one here. I thank you for a chance for us to even right now stand with Christian brothers and sisters around the world who are per- persecuted, who have lost their homes, who have lost their fam- fam- families, who are so in need of just you and your, your, your strength and your peace. And Lord, we just ask that you, you bless them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. One group here, one group here, one group there, one group there, one group in the far back. Everybody take a group real quick. Can I give someone here this? All right. Just sort of. That's okay. I'm okay if we end up with only four groups. That's all right. Y'all come here. Y'all come here. We'll just do a big group. Who, who can be my sp- spokesperson right here just to share the prayer request? Sydney, come or pass that to Sid. Okay, y'all, y'all got one, right? Y'all get in a tight group, or y'all want to come here? Y'all come here. Missy, you come with these girls right here, and y'all take that one. There you go. Who would like to take that? Have you got it? Just sort of share who it is and then these things, how how to pray.
I could take one, one more minute. Take one more minute. Dear God, we thank you so much for tonight, the chance to be here and, and to pray together a little bit, to do something out of the ordinary where this maybe shouldn't be such a rare event. Uh, Lord, help, help us to uh, stand up for those in need, and not just around the world, but even those in need in our schools and, and in the lives that we live. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, guys, y'all have a gr- great week. Thank y'all, thank y'all.